And we're back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Woo! <laughs> so pro. All right. So Got cool. it. Right. Not my first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> you already broke that. Yeah. <laughs> I can work already. Um, all right, welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. We don't normally make lewd jokes, but they come from time to time. <laughs> My not on this podcast oh, anyway um, not on this podcast anyway um, in person we might god willing uh, <laughs> god willing we are by no that's means that's why we ended it <laughs> we are uh, by no means a source of authority on the topics that we talk about just want to you know discuss these things uh, to see and to see where we are in our personal views and we just want to talk about and process through some of this world's difficult topics my name is mark and i'm joined by billy and alan what? What? Hey what? good looking gentlemen around me why um, thank you thank you so much yeah no problem i'll take it i'm getting older so i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fading fast, so I'll take one when I get Oh man. Oh, man. You look literally the same ten years ago. I know. Like, from what I remember, oh, you look exactly the same. That's because I wear hats, bro. There's like yeah. <laughs> I wear my hats. And so you can't see you can't see the, the receding hairline. I'm sitting out. It is not oh, no. the same for me. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not alone, man. I'm enjoying it for all I can before it goes away, guys. I don't think it. Dude, oh, I, you're have dad. you seen your dad, <laughs> bro? Yo, he's sitting. He's sitting, <laughs> but it still looks fresh though. That dude, yeah. like your dad's like, like not terror. That oh, no, serious, like a head and shoulders commercial kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe my dad's uh, hair is eternal. You know. There you go. <laughs> Amazing hey, hair. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So why we do this? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's talk. All right. Before this thing turns into like an hour. We're and a half. not talking about hair in this episode um, or receding hairlines. In much fact, <laughs> much. In fact, <laughs> this episode we will be talking about the issue or the topic of repetition in worship music. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. This is definitely still a heated debate in the well, worldwide church, I think. So it's worth discussing. Um, you know that meme? <laughs> you know that meme? Um, There's a lot of them, man. You gotta narrow that it meme down. where they they taped five pens together, mm-hmm. and then they started writing. Oh, <laughs> Oh no! Hills. So there's a music. Hillsong writing their next hit. 
no. <laughs> ten pounds put together. No. Um, so there's definitely a lot of just debate regarding this issue. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that. Table talks. All right. Why do you think repetition in music and especially worship songs um, is such a heated debate? <laughs> Alan has a thought. <laughs> nice. No, I mean, should it be a should it should it, should it be a debate? <laughs> yeah, is there? Why are we? Well, we're about coming. This? I think we're coming from like a more liberal um, point of view when it comes to worship. So. Yeah, I mean, okay. So let me let me start. I guess taking it from the artist slash writer point of view, right? I mean, you put it in because you want to build momentum, right? You want to build, you know, climax and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, and you hear it in the recordings, you know, on the, on the radio sort of mixes. <clears throat> and it starts to build that crescendo, gets to that top, uh, at least particularly for the bridges and stuff. That's where I, I, I hear most, like at least nowadays, if they're going to repeat, it's going to repeat on the bridges. Right, uh, and you know it's it's often like this declarative, you know, taking a stand. You know, this is, you know, my belief, and this is what God has done for me. And so I, I understand why it's put in there. I I know that, and and hearing you know in various radio programs throughout the years, that people have a problem with it. Uh, because they feel that it it sort of takes away from, I guess, the song itself. Uh, a lot of it has to be uh, about just straight platitudes, meaning to say that they're just words that you just say more, almost like cliches that you just keep repeating, repeating, repeating. Um, mm. I guess some people would feel like it's lazy um, songwriting, and it's just you know put out the the songs as fast as you can out there. You know, um, yeah, and, and so, um, and then there's the more on the other side. I mean, the the farther part of the spectrum where it's more, you know, people take it as a more insidious route, where it's just like it's more of a chant than it is part of the song. And so, some people, some Christians will will really divert and say, <clears throat> you know, it's almost a cult like cultish. Because there's like it's a Hare Krishna type of you know, repetitive, you know, worship mm, yeah. kind of song and stuff like that. And so mm. I th- I th- I think that I think that's the gamut of you know, this that's the spectrum of 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 why they're there and how, how people react to it. Uh um, do you guys have any other sort of like you know, perspectives of why other people might like it, not like it? I was just gonna ask like why people don't like it, and I guess I guess I guess I kind of see where they're coming from with like the talking about like the chant like type thing. It could be a bit occultish in that way, yeah. but I really don't. I really don't see that. <laughs> I really don't. 
because I really don't think the intention of the writers when they're writing this song is like, all right, let's let's mass um, what's the word? Let's mass confuse the congregations and like, oh, we're just gonna we're gonna lead them into some occultish behaviors and to sing this chant over and over again, and it'll be great because we love Satan. What? Well, no. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. Like things like that. No, but, like, but but you, you I mean, understanding that where it's probably coming from are the people that don't like drums in the first place. That it's like of the devil. So that's not a very far, you know, far, very far take from you know. If you're bringing drums into like the worship services, you know, you're bringing in the world. You're bringing in, you know, you're bringing in Satan. Um, I mean, and secular means, music, it, rock and music. It kind of goes to say that like is is repeating it, repeating something and chanting is that like inherently evil which doesn't make any sense to me because i don't think that's inherently evil <laughs> if we if we go if we go into if we pray all the time and we have these like again we have in prayer we have all these platitudes and repeat them is that is that inherently evil because we keep on saying all the time and it becomes ritualistic no, i mean I, it can it can be i guess yeah it can be if that's your intent yeah like um like uh repeating having these platitudes and prayer it can become ritualistic and then it loses the heart and the intention of it which can go the same way with these worship songs like we're just singing it in worship we're repeating it it feels nice it feels good to us but then we're just like repeating these words to ourselves and we don't even know what they mean and i've definitely have have that happen to me before and i think that's like i think that's where the problem lies but i don't think when these people are writing it and when you do hear the song for the first time or like you really um focus on the words that you're saying and when you're singing it in worship and although you're repeating it i don't think that like there's anything wrong with it no and there shouldn't be the 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 hard part is i think and um and I, okay let me tell I, i've told this story before but i had in seminary uh, a classmate that uh we were in we were in one class, um, one session, and he he got really heated um, because um, I think one of the terms I think it was, um, and we were talking about this, it was spiritual formation. Oh, spiritual formation class, right? And for us, it's just it's about you know growing your faith and being more Christ-like. But for him, because he had come out from he had he come from a background of uh from the occult from satanism yeah, 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 yeah. right yeah. so he was rescued from 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 that context Damn. and in that context spiritual yeah. formation has a thing in there so his association with that just the words the itself, word, yeah. just the title right so brings him back man. there and he got triggered holy right? wonderful imagine. you know he's he's a good friend of mine he's a wonderful person <laughs> and he got triggered yeah right? And I, and for some people, and for some Christians, like the the associations are so strong with certain things that they just can't let it go. Mm-hmm, fair. Right. And so I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. But you know, in the same sense, that's not. I, I feel that it's not you know representative of the majority of Christians. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. At least at least the majority of Christians are the sort of like the the you know, now you know, millennial, <clears throat> Gen Z, Gen, sure. Gen X, yeah. whatever the yeah. social thing is. I mean, I guess like in, in that case, like it would be like a, trying to not let your brother stumble in that way. Like if we're going, if we know, if like 
one of our friends is not cool with like you know the, rep- the repetition and like, they don't think it's like i don't know but yeah it's a stumbling block for them if we're bringing into a worship if we're gonna have a worship night or we're gonna like or we're just gonna do like a little like session of the singing praise songs like i'm not gonna sing the bridge times 10 yeah <laughs> within there so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> just sing uh 100 billion times <laughs> there's no no repetition there's no, there's no repetition in that song <laughs> but yeah i mean but i think i think if we can deviate just a little bit i think you know uh there's a there's a responsibility that falls on the worship leader those particularly if they're the ones that are choosing the songs they have to exegete their um their audience or the congregation they have to know who they're yeah. who they're you know who yeah, they're definitely. leading right and that's why when we kind of did our thing mark i was asking like a whole bunch of questions about who who's like you know who's going to be online who are these people like uh that that are going to be listening yeah. to because i want to understand you know who they are so that uh i can get a better you know, worship uh, list together because if you if you have people that only just only just register with hymns and you start pulling out Bethel and elevation and you know all Jesus all these good culture. The Jesus, Jesus culture, you know, gonna throw uh, for a loop. Yeah, I mean, it's it's oh it's a worship. Gosh. Like, what good is that? What good are you as a worship leader if no one's going to follow you? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Oh, where's that that quote? Um, I can't remember who it's from. Famous guy, but he says, uh, "If you're a leader and no one's following you, what did he say? All you're doing is just taking a walk, right? Something oh. to that effect, right? Just, but yeah, like it. There's there's that aspect. I mean, if you know, being deviated towards this topic, yeah. I mean, if you're if you as a worship leader uh, pick songs that doesn't resonate or doesn't you know that they won't follow, then what good is the worship? you know um yeah what good is the worship session yeah uh and so the you know if you know that your congregation doesn't jive with repetitious uh songs with with repetition in it don't uh, do it man don't do it man don't do it, don't no do it. it you know there are, there are other good songs out there uh, at the yeah. same time you know you want to you want to try to i mean there are, i mean some sometimes particularly now with you know there are good songs where there's a little bit particularly in the bridge Right, you can't get away with it. So I, I once again I go back to the leader. Frame your songs, right? Give them an understanding that when they hit that part, there's a different association that's attached to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. when they hit it, there's certain trigger words that's there. Concentrate on those trigger words and bring them to like a, a verse or or a, an attribute of God. So when they sing it, as they sing it again and again, that's what they are. Mm. reminded of that's what they're singing towards as opposed to my goodness i could be inviting the devil in my heart right now by the song mm. that's a good yeah. one so Dang. yeah that's a good one yeah I i'm think, convicted <laughs> like a, lo- a lot of the arguments against repetition i think stems from also uh matthew 6 where okay. jesus Ooh. but i think i think they use that um in a wrong way or they <clears throat> what does it say what does it say matthew 6 um because it doesn't okay first of all it doesn't deal with music <laughs> um, uh, okay. oh my goodness okay. so matthew okay. 6 nice try. verse 7 but um he's talking about the this is when jesus talks about the lord's prayer right 
Um, so, oh yes, and yes, Jesus yes. goes um, Matthew six verse five, and when you pray, you must not you must not like be the hypocrites. The hypocrites, yeah. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So that starts off like the context, right? Where Jesus was talking about the prayer, like how mm-hmm. to pray. Yeah. And so that leads to verse seven, which is pretty much one of the verses they use. So Jesus says, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Mm. Do not be like them for their father, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then he says, pray th- then like this. Then he yeah, yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Lord's Prayer. So it's def- it's doesn't deal with nice music. Try. <laughs> or, <laughs> nice try, guys. Uh, what it deals with is prayer. And in fact, like even the word repetition is not there. right? Like, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases i can understand where you know as you said alan um for people repetition becomes empty so i see that aspect but if they're just cliches and it's just bad cliches yeah songwriting and it's just lazy (laughs) come on man come on bro but i don't see your best to the lord come on yeah but i don't see definitely like jesus talking about repetition here it's just Empty phrases, and it talks about prayer. It's not even music. So what speaks, what it speaks to me is <clears throat> when people pray in flowery words, right? Break out Where the thous and the ovals, the thous and, and the thous, or that's strong. Um, even <laughs> you know, even There's when a place for it, but, yeah. even so, when a prayer becomes so cliched, I think that that's empty. So when we say all. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Ah, classic. <laughs> Even you though you start to sound like classic. a pro athlete, yeah, we're giving it 110. percent Yeah, 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 one yeah. step at a time. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, the other so played really good, but just focus on ourselves. We, and we play, yeah, we play better. Room, you know, we 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 wanted it more. <laughs> it just wasn't going our way. It just wasn't <laughs> going our way. I mean, you can't pull that off with God. You That's missed, so true. You missed 100. We see right through it. see right through it. I think I think the other people have a case if they're gonna say your your praises are empty, like what you're singing is empty. But you can apply that to literally you if you're singing worship music, if you're a worship leader, if you're in the congregation, and what you're singing is completely empty. You don't even know what you're saying. You're just saying it. Um, you're not being conscious of what the words that you're saying or who you're singing to. And then that could get empty. But yeah. I don't think you can apply that as like a general umbrella thing for repetition at all. Yeah. No. And, and it's even yeah. with like, and it's not even about music in the first place, though. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I go back to like the worship leader. That's why it's, I feel it's very important as a worship leader, you have to frame your songs. Like yeah. you, can, you can't just go up and say, okay, guys, we're just going to sing a couple of songs. Let's stand up and give it your all and bring the energy and, ah, and, you know, some of these, it's going to get lost. Are you ready it's to just, praise God? Are you ready to praise God? <laughs> and, there's, you know, there's there's a time and a place for that. But if you're trying to do it every time just to you know, hype up, I mean, it just, it feels. Nah, it's true. 
you know, it, it's uh, like more of a secular energy than like a type of I'm worshiping God type energy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not in such, um, I'm, I'm not in those, uh, in those sessions, so I can't say exactly what, Fair. you know, what's going okay. on, what's going on there. But at the same time, it's just, it feels so, you know, manufactured. Mm. Um, you know, it can be empty, but like, yeah, at least if you as a worship leader, sort of like focus everybody on why you're singing the song. You know? Yeah. So. We can ask uh, in what ways can repetition be bad or what ways can repetition be good? Um, I, I've, I think I'm, I missed, like, it's been in my head, right? I, I've missed the part where it, the, I, I think the reason why repetition has, has, has stuck around and has made such you know this this huge kind of comeback uh, in the last two decades or so is uh, I think that the society that we live in with so much information <clears throat> and um, you know it's it's easy to to get lost <clears throat> in you know beliefs and trying to pick and choose what works for you right mm. um, yeah that certain Christ that Christians you know, particularly the young folk when they're just saying, okay, you know, there's so many things that I'm unsure of in my life, but this is what I'm sure of. And I'm going to stand up for this, right? This is my declaration. Like I said, it, you know, it's mainly a declaration to, to build up the, the, um, the crescendo of the song. And so the reason it, it's powerful for, it's powerful for, for Gen Xers, Gen Zers, you know, millennials, because I think that, you know, the stand that they take, uh, is you know it's no pun intended it stands out right from all the sort of i can't remember what the word is but you know there's so much that's out there and you don't know what to you know kind of just take a stand for but for this one you are and so that can be a powerful thing for for a young worshiper not so much for you know those that are up there in years and have well, been worshiping yeah, well seasoned that that you know that appreciate more the <clears throat> hymns and the poetry of you know the songwriting mm-hmm. you know not so much the declaration but the the you know the uh the sophistication of of the proof mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. there right um wow you know uh it may not be such a big deal for them because you know that's that's they've already sort of established them in their belief system what you know what they are strong about and they've they've done it a couple of times to you know hammer it home for them and so it's not such a big thing but for maybe a you know a millennial and younger yeah Ooh. it might be a big thing should be wow. a big thing so that's, that's why they would do it and you can capitalize on that i think that's when you know it would be a good thing <clears throat> and like i said uh frame it frame the song Right. If you're going to if you're going to capitalize on that crescendo, you better make sure that's what they're thinking about when they're singing it. Mm. Right. So uh, that's my take. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a deep take. Wow, yeah. it blew my mind because I can de- I can definitely get on board with what you're saying. I can yeah. definitely get on board with that. Yeah, just so much information, so many things around us, and so simple, it's so simplistic, like the declarative repetitive chants yeah yeah 
And also, like, I, I, like adding on to that, I also think just like that's just how the style of worship music it has just come. Like, it's like the trend now. Yeah. And that's that's that the type of music that's that's being sung within like um, worship experience, worship experiences and worship things and things like that. Because I guess like before it was like literally literally just him, and then that was perfect, perfectly fine for that culture. And now I mean in that time, and now was like perfect for that culture. But then things things have changed. Things change. Right? Things change. And, and people change, so preferences change. It's um, true. What I see, I, I I guess we already talked about, you know, the bad things about repetition. It's just, it becomes empty. But I think that's that's really, like, when it becomes empty, um, that's that's still up to the person, right? Like, um, yeah. yeah. Like, who knows what you find empty, another finds meaningful, right? Mm. Um, and although let's say there's a repetition and then the language is so simple and you as a mature Christian don't find it meaningful and you find it empty. But for a young Christian, that might be what they need because, yeah. you know, they, you don't under, you don't, cause there's, yeah. Cause there's no still one knows what milk. Ebenezer means. <laughs> Here I raise my Ebenezer. Ebenezer. <laughs> Like what the heck does that mean? Like I don't of course yeah. Um, I know it means something, but it's definitely not for this generation. Like yeah. it's wholly outside. I think it life. means the stone of help. Um something like that. Something like that. I don't so know. Secular. Remember? It's secular it's definitely, so <laughs> it's it's a monument that Samuel erected after Israel won a battle. There you go. Wow. There you go. That's so, but go. no one knows what it means. Um, so I think instead of just pushing that language, um, like know that some songs may serve different purposes, right? Um, True him serve him serve one purpose, and new and more contemporary, more modern songs serve another. Um, mm. But yeah, like it does. There is a danger of it be becoming empty um, to some of us, and so it becomes a personal choice for us to um, to maybe sing or not sing when we're listening to those songs. But like the challenge also is, you know, when the worship leader picks that song for that Sunday or Saturday, then don't automatically be you know, so bitter that, oh, they're playing a song. This is so empty. No, like, I think as a believer, you you can always make something meaningful. You can always take something out of mm. things, right? Yeah. You can, and that really reflects on your maturity. Like a bad sermon, you can glean something from, <laughs> like a sermon, how, no matter how bad it is. Um, um, something's coming out of there. <laughs> and then some. like yeah, yeah songs yeah, and other aspects of worship uh, yeah. it's really up to you to make you know like to ask god to speak through those things and yeah although it can be bad because it's become empty like it's much more of a personal thing uh when it comes to repetition mm. yeah and, and you can't I mean, as a worship leader, you can't, you can't get everybody. Like it's, 
I mean, I know sure. we talked about, I know we talked about, you know, don't not be this, not being the stumbling block into to whatever. But you know, you're talking about one person to potentially, you know, uh, on average, maybe 200, 300 people, maybe small as 50, maybe small as 10, but you can get up to about a thousand, depending on where your, you know, where your church is. You're not going to get everybody. Somebody else, you know, it's it's not going to complain, man. Yeah, somebody's going to complain. Gonna com- complain. Um, that's why I think one and not to beat a dead horse, but once again, you know, framing the song so that you you get everybody on the same page of what they're supposed to be like mm-hmm. concentrating on when they're mm-hmm. singing the songs and hit certain trigger words. <clears throat> you know, that can go a long way, regardless of you know, you know, there's there's that repetition that's yeah. there. So I, I think you can do that, but definitely what you said, Mark, was definitely spot spot on. If you as a mature Christian, you know, if you've been around for a while, you know, uh, be strong about that, right? Find the things that you can glean from the Holy Spirit and don't worry, you know, don't worry about, you know, the influences of Satan on the song, right? Because if you do that, you're just, you know, you're, you're putting more, you're putting more power towards Satan's side. Like he's stronger than, you know, than what Jesus can do and the Holy Spirit yeah. can do through that song. As right? if God can't redeem or God can't use that song. Yeah, or, that, or he's right? going to get, or that, or that the Holy Spirit is going to get pushed out by Satan. Yeah. Right? Because like, whatever, the only way that happens is if you let him. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, don't let it, I mean, <clears throat> don't, fo- I mean, I, I'm asking you, don't focus on that. You can glean something out of it. Right. You can bring your worship, you know, you can bring your offering uh, of, of song to, to God. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can move past it, right? Regardless of what it is, just whatever. Mm. But if, but if that's you know, and what Mark was saying, you know, it's great for for a millennial. And I was thinking, you know, because there is that verse where where Paul tells you, hey, look, or tells uh, one of the churches, hey, look, there are some there are some Christians that are new; they're babies. Babies suck on on milk, right? You mm-hmm. give them you give them meat from whatever, they'll get asphyxiated to do you know to get that nursing term in there right that medical nice. term in there don't right? you nice. don't feed that kids either. you don't feed babies Yo, don't babies. give them that Ebenezer <laughs> don't give them that Ebenezer <laughs> right sometimes they just need the milk right sometimes That's they so just can, sometimes they can just handle the milk and so you know what you as a you as a mature Christian you're not going to choke on milk you're not going to die on milk it's still going to be beneficial for you right but you can glean something out of it, but mm, be, you know, be with your brethren, be with, you know, your sisters beside you, you know, understand where they're at and, and bear their burdens. Mm, yeah. Mercy. And I think, Mercy, I think one way that repetition can be good is to just, when you focus on the song, <clears throat> solidifies that thought within your heart. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. It has, yeah, it definitely has that that power that yeah definitely those statements do like they do come in like from day to day and you really like you really reflect and meditate on that and you're like wow that's that's god that's that's who he is or like that's what he has done or that's what he can do things like that so it's powerful really powerful but at the same time if you're going to be doing that every song like yeah, like, like, if you're gonna do it every song you can't like you're not gonna get away with at some point it just becomes tedious yeah. Right. All right, guys. Let's write, let's write a new album. It's going to be called Ten Ten. <laughs> um, songs of repetition. There you go. Just <laughs> one word for the entire song. 
Sailor. <laughs> Sailor. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So, what makes a good song repetitive or not? After this question, this song. well, it's just so it's so it's so it's so contextual to the person that's listening to it, right? True. Just like any song, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, and and all due respect to you know the academics and the hardcore like you know Bible teachers and stuff, music evokes uh, emotion. There's nothing wrong with that. Emotion is not bad, right? Mm. Um, yeah. mm, they say otherwise. Yeah, I need, I I need some it, theology in my song. It is, yeah, it is not. It is not bad. Emotional is not bad. It's when you let For it sure. control you. That's when it gets into. That's when you get into trouble, mm. right? But I've always called music the great amplifier. Amplifier of what it is that you're going through, what it is that you're feeling. Music can amplify that, right? Mm. Uh, and so, you know, some people will want at some point they want to listen to something that's uplifting because. You know they're feeling they're feeling down. There's a little bit of hope there. They want to nurture that. They'll listen to something that's up uplifting. Boom, amplified, right? When their song hits, right? Or if somebody's feeling a little bit more mellow, they're thinking a little bit more, you know, deeply. They'll want something that's more contemplative. Mm-hmm. Right? Hit hit one of those songs that are just you know mellow and just get you, you know, into into this you know as the deer type of you know Ooh, imagery that's a good and stuff. One. That's a good one. Right. Boom! Right, you're you're there. You're 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 trying to get closer to God, right? You're you're going after Him, mm. right? And so you know, there's there's an art form, there's a craft to to worship, leading and worship singing, that can be truly powerful, uh, if you're able to you know, if you're able to pull it off properly. If you're if you're a skilled leader to do that, yeah, right. Um, and I don't want to. To say that you know it takes a certain person like not everybody can do it because you know people can do it right mm, yeah. uh but be intentional about about learning how to do it well right yeah and if you're a worship pastor and you really like a song but find it too repetitive you don't have to repeat as many times the original song yes you have to sing the live version guys <laughs> you, you can change the, the song version. like you can change yeah. you can even cut out the bridge you can you can just do it twice and then carry on carry on you don't have yeah. to try to replicate what you experienced through listening or while you heard for the first time you have to replicate it yeah. yeah like god will use it in however way you're going to be leading the song in that setting right yeah exactly cut it up make it a medley do a mashup right so that it doesn't easy whatever. easy <laughs> as the deer medley easy. for every song <laughs> Easy. Easy. That's easy. I'll make all the hymn lovers and all the uh, repetitors happy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but back to the original difficult question. What makes a song good? What makes a song good is I, I think that it touches what it touches the, the issue of today, right? In a way mm. that that amplifies, you know, sort of like the the the, the situation that that people are going through, right? Mm. Mm. Damn. Yeah. And it has to have wow. a good hook. You have to have a good hook. That's true. Right? You have to have oh yeah. Because if not, then it'll just be like gone. That's a good song, man. Without a good hook, people won't be hooked. No. no. <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> but man, yeah, I just I'm I'm hoping for a little bit more variation in some of the songs that are coming out. And I think to be fair, you know, artists out there are, you know, they're doing different sort of genre, not genres, but like they're 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 mixing it up a little bit. I think it's the only now becomes on the worship leaders, the worship pastors to pick songs that are a little bit different than just either the dance ones or the power ballads. Mm. Listen, to, uh, listen to Zach Williams, everyone. <laughs> you you always got some uh, biker worship songs. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, there's an edge to it. I appreciate. I appreciate. I love edge. his songs. Um, I appreciate the edge. Yeah. There, there's um, there's a good song. Like there's good prose to, to to some of his songs. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Country is not my thing, but yeah, I appreciate like the prose and stuff. Um, I think, like, I could just speak for me, right? Um, like what I find good me, like what I find to be good music is it captures both truth and emotion. And it goes back, I think, to Jesus saying, oh, you shall worship in spirit and truth, right? Um, So what I find music uh, to do just that, where it captures my emotion, not in a, you know, Gentile or... (laughs) pagan kind of way um but the gentiles under the bus <laughs> we're all gentiles um, i know exactly not yeah what i meant to say was paganistic or whatever um not in like an overly aroused emotional state but Ooh, that's a nice word. just just in a state where you know it makes me it reminds me of the goodness of God and it makes me tear up because of, you know, just not the lyrics capturing how um, good God has been or how amazing Mm. God is. Um, And repetition or not, if a song does that, then it's good. For example, so will I, or we, we mentioned that song before. So will I, or it's also known as, a hundred billion yeah, times. <laughs> um, that to me, like, there's so much truth in that song, and um, there's so much words and <laughs> lyrics, and there's no repetition at all. But then it also captures emotion within me. Like one, yeah. especially when he brings it to a more personal level like i think by the third or even by the first chorus when he says like when the stars um whatever he says like um the stars oh, being okay. there to worship yeah so, the stars so will be worship yeah. so will yeah. i so will i yeah. um, mm. and then it goes deep into like god's love for everyone um, at the end, where he says, uh, you, you're the one who never leaves the one behind. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 And it's true because that, that references the 99 sh- sheep and then 
like God goes after like this the shepherd the shepherd goes after the one who was lost mm. um, so I think like that's a real good song um, example for me where it has no repetition um, at all in fact like <laughs> there was a there was I think Brooke Fraser was performing that song in passion uh, but because it has no repetition or it's yeah and like it's really wordy it's so hard to just memorize and there was something wrong there, there something went wrong with the projector oh no and she started losing the lyrics oh no <laughs> and i feel for her because oh, as a worship no. leader you a word never song, man. be in that place um that's hard and so she just started to you know plead with the crowd like hey join me in singing and or like help me out here um but you know it's it's just a testament to how wordy and non-repetitive that song is that it's so hard to learn but at at the same time like there's so much truth in it and um it brings it to a personal level like it brings mm. you through this journey um yeah. to see where you're at um yeah. spiritually and um but yeah i really like that song and yeah, and you bring up, uh, you just mentioned it uh, briefly, but uh, going back to like sort of why, why, why the repetitious, repetitious songs are out there, um, you know, they're easy to learn, right? Mm. Because, mm, yeah, so you know, easy. You know it, it's, you've got one, you've got one verse and, you know, that's, uh, or you've got one line and that's sort of like the crux of the song and you just want to keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it because, you know, it, it, you want it to evoke, you know, this natural response. Um, and to the detriment of some of the other songs that are deep, right? Mm. Like, so will I. Um, I was thinking, uh, like for me, Behold. Um, so there's- I love that song. Behold, right? Um, and so I'll sing my soul, right? Um, oh man, when, when, um, when Taya sings uh, about the Holy Spirit, uh, I have a friend, uh, the Holy Spirit fi- a breathing fire, holy fire within, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just like the some of the some of the lyrics in there is just so poetic. It just yeah, it hits me hard. So mm. you know, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I I wish we could sing those types of songs more often. Yeah, I've been wanting sacri- to. Yeah, but we've been but we sacrifice those songs because they're not easy to learn. Mm. Right? Mm. There's not only not only the words, but the syncopation is different within each verse. Right, because there's such the because the words are different, right? Yeah. Because you know there's a poetic thing to it. So you know there's there's you got to deal with that as well, right? So those those songs, great songs, uh, get sacrificed to the altar of, you know, of easy learning. Yeah. Right, and we and, and that goes by the wayside. And I wish we could do those we we could do more things to to get those songs into you know in, into our worship services into our churches because there's such mm. a richness that's there that that speaks at least for me for for people that, mm. that are like me that speaks you know to my language yeah mm. love that and then you know when you're when you're feeling all good you know, when you're feeling all hype about you know the 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 truths that are there then bring a song that has repetition Right, frame it well and then hit it hard. Right, you'll get you know you'll get that you know as they used to say that rousing, 
that 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 rousing praise, whatever. So you know, there's there's nothing wrong with emotion, right? But you've got you've got to you you can't let it control you, and you as a worship leader have to be skillful in bringing that out and letting it project towards where it should be, towards God. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our discussion. And thank we thank you, our listeners, for joining us in this episode. Thank we you. hope that you were blessed with our discussion, and we definitely want to encourage you to talk about this um, and keep talking about it. Make it repetitive. Um, wow. What do y'all? F- <laughs> I just want to ask, what do y'all think? Uh, send us a shout out, and uh, for the sake of being repetitive, in regards to our episodes, we are here every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for us. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Prodigals Pod. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe and follow us so that you are always up to date with our episodes. If you could do so, please leave us a rating and a review. That way we are able to reach more people out there in the world. Um, But yeah, that's all we have for you in this episode. So we hope that you have a good rest of the week and that you stay blessed and you stay faithful. And join us next week for another episode of The Prodigal.